been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of the Disney Underground Podcast, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. It's December 14th, 2020, and we have a fun show for you guys today. We announced last week's trivia giveaway winner. We also announced this week's uh, trivia question and sponsor, and we also announced our new monthly giveaway that's coming out this month. But even bigger than all that, uh, I know how, how much Dan and Stephanie know how important this was to me, is we had the opportunity to have the godfather himself, the Podfather, as Stephanie likes to call him, <laughs> Lou Mangello. And um, as great of a guy as you guys think he is on his show, right? As great of a guy. Yeah, I know. He was the guy. He, he'd been wanting to get him on for a long time. So we're so glad he stopped by. So he'll be on today. So guys, stay tuned for that. That's it. That's the big one. <laughs> <laughs> we can retire after this one. And, then, and we also have a ton of big, big Disney news. A lot of stuff came out uh, last Thursday. So uh, we'll, we can discuss some of that stuff. But before we get that, let's get into the Disney roll call. And it'll be a short roll call today because with the holidays coming up, everyone's got such crazy schedules. It's me, Dan, and Stephanie. So Dan and Stephanie, the besters of the Midwesterners, what's up? <laughs> Hi. Hi ho! So everybody kind of left us hanging today. Yeah, well, you'd just be lucky that you have me. <laughs> well, I, I told them too. I was soul. Heart and soul. You know, I told them. I said, uh, you know, it's you know, you got to use those sick days before the end of the year. So I guess they're trying to get those sick days out. You know, yeah. but um, but yeah, glad to have you guys. I haven't seen you guys in for it feels like in forever, and it's been weird not having a regular show for a little while. I know it, it, I it know. does feel like something's off. Yeah, right. So all right, so yeah, so let's let's get into some because we again, there's a lot of stuff. We we obviously a lot of news has passed us by so we'll try to not go with stuff that's at this point ancient history but uh we'll go over some some new some new stuff but before we get into the disney news uh we do have a new sponsor this week and the sponsor is ellie may craft company they actually have been a sponsor before they make t-shirts disney themed t-shirts really cool stuff they're actually this week's prize on this week's trivia question if you want to check them on instagram it's gonna be at ellie may's craft co and you can find them on etsy at ellie may's craftco.etsy.com. Again, they make Disney-themed t-shirts. I think they might even make some universal ones. They make some really cool Christmas ones, so check that out for the holiday season. And uh, there'll be this week's trivia giveaway prize as well. I guess before we get into the question, Dan and Steph, why don't you let them know how to enter? You have to make sure you're following our Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Send us a DM with the trivia question answer. The correct answer enters you in the drawing with a chance to win the prize. And one lucky winner will be selected from all contestants with the correct answer. The winner will be announced on next week's episode, which will be uploaded on December 21st. You can answer from right now until Thursday, December 17th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck, guys. Another thing, Stephanie, <laughs> when you said the Instagram, you said yeah. the. You know, it's like a- actually type T-H-E-E. It's T-H-E. It's actually the oh. underscore. Are you trying to self-sabotage, Stephanie? Yeah, maybe I... <laughs> Maybe I should do that again. Nah, they got it now. Especially after hearing us complain about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. The but magical lifestyle. Fail. Let's uh, let's get it right for next time. Otherwise, Stephanie's going to have to take a mandatory sick day. Like, 
Shakti. You were on this podcast. Oh, wait, you are on this podcast. (laughs) I'm trying to be classy. Oh, yeah. The The magical lifestyle (laughs) shoppy. The old magical lifestyle. There, you go. there we go. It'll, next time will be ye magical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's also move on to the question. So on last episode, which is uploaded December 8th, Angelique said what her favorite Christmas movie was. What is the name of that Christmas movie? And I'll give you guys a hint. It's not a it's not a Disney one. I know. Yeah. You I was a little disappointed. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> I said, there's no universal talk on this show. Oh, right? <laughs> universal and Disney. So, um, and last week's winner, who wins the Inspire Me Candle from Inspire Me Candle Company, is Judy Herrer, H-A-R-E-R. So, Judy Herrer, thank you so much for, for listening, and congratulations on winning, and we will reach out to you shortly on Instagram to get your shipping info. Congratulations, Judy. Congratulations. Congratulations! <laughs> there we go. So, we'll get into some news in a minute, but again, I just want to say you guys it's, it felt like being away from family for a while i'm glad to have you guys back can we yeah. have you know uh, the whole family back together soon it's just hard right now i guess with the holidays and all i'm already <laughs> i'm already going into depression because christmas is getting closer to be being over like three more weeks do you remember the feeling as a kid christmas night and you're like it's oh. all over yes i do like same as a kid with summer, it's- same with summer vacation yeah. yeah yep yeah i uh you know what's also depressing that I discovered is, you know, (laughs) because everyone's decorating, you know, it's kind of a bigger fad this year. All the stuff is like gone in the stores. You you know, know? I noticed that too. I noticed a lot more people are decorating this year than I've, and I guess maybe because people may be bored at home because of COVID, I guess. I don't know. You're right. I I didn't think nothing of of it, but you're right. I feel like kind of sad, you know, because all all of a sudden aisles are condensed with regular product now with like weed killer or whatever. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't, I don't need to see that. Valentine's Day stuff up. Yeah, right. So, but oh, I'm done. My wife just entered the room. She was the one that she oh. said she was going to be on the show. Well, now she, she's going to yeah, come now on. Now she wants. Are you coming on? Yes, she is. She's not going to. She's a she's only get, She only has to read 23 things. <laughs> 20, 23 things you have to read. Deal? She said she'd mess it up, but she's probably right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she's out. She's going to have to right. leave the room because she's distracting. She's getting goldfish. She's a. I let, let me ask you guys a question. Goldfish. And this is for everyone out there too on on the show. What is a better cheese cracker, goldfish or cheese it? Oh, cheese it. Oh, thank you. I tell her that all the time. <laughs> She's eating goldfish. I'm like, that's a waste of your. That's a waste yeah. of time. Yeah, it's a waste. It's like a cracker. Yeah, like cheese it's yeah, where it's at, man. Like cracker. And then you get the horrible surprise that there's nothing inside the goldfish. It's yeah, they're hollow. Yeah, what a bummer, man. I'm it's a. Simply- I'm, I'm pro cheese it, and I always, you know, everyone oh. in this house is is anti-cheese it they're all pro goldfish what it's yeah the cheese it's that are like triple baked or whatever yeah you had- there's one that are a little bit darker yeah. oh yep oh so good yep i'm slightly disappointed here because i actually thought she was gonna go get a couple goldfish yeah me too because i've been thinking about getting goldfish for <laughs> some reason the actual I fish i don't know I don't know. I just thought it might be cool to have a goldfish. No, we can't because I'm scared of dead fish, remember? But if we are walking by like a park that has a little pond or whatever, she has to make me go a little bit ahead and check to make sure there's no dead fish on the shore so or at the dead fish. It's ridiculous. Their eyeballs are always like popping out and their uh, mouths are It's the weirdest, creepiest thing. I am so scared of dead fish. Well, here's a funny story about a dead fish. Oh! 
See, Angelique, she can't even hardly listen. I seriously. She's picturing it. Angelique is like three years old and she has goldfish and one died. Ew, ew. So you think, you know, you scoop it up with a little net, you put it yeah. in the toilet bowl and you kind of say a little prayer and you, you flush them away. We also had a cat at the time and oh. Angelique said, well, the fish is now food. Cats eat fish. And she oh. took the dead goldfish. <laughs> And she fed it to the cat. And the cat ate it? I feel like, I mean, this is like 17 years ago, but in my head, I feel like she, I feel like the cat ate it. I don't really remember. I just remember the story. But yeah, as a three-year-old, she was like, she thought she was doing right. She's like, well, it's a dead fish. Cats eat fish. Circle of life. That is. It's resourceful. Yes, it is. Wait, one more thing about cheese. Just imagine that cat gnawed on that That is so bad. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if if needs peds, get some goldfish, needs peds, love some food. Oh. (laughs) Okay, one more thing. The Disney, the Mickey goldfish snacks are Mm -hmm. different. They are a little different. And those are good. And those I like. You know, I, I you know what I feel like they taste more like. Can I, I know it sounds weird, but you know, like the the um the seasoning that comes in like the ramen soups, the instant yeah. soups, like that chickeny kind of. For whatever reason, they taste like that to me. The Mickey ones, they taste like like the oh, soup seasoning. Oh, savory action. Yeah, on. but you're right. They're better than the regular cheese. It's I mean the regular uh, goldfish that come in the. Oh, yeah. So let's yeah. let's. So I think we all the three of us are in agreement. Goldfish are garbage. Yes. I'm gonna Gross. get a goldfish. Boring. Though. Why would you well, even even like that? Oh. Yeah, get a cheese. It's cheese. It's the ultimate cheese cracker. So good. I wish we had some right now. I like. I know. The white, the white I, cheddar. I like yep. all. I like the ridges. I can't buy them very often because I'll buy them and I'll eat so many in one sitting that I yeah. will actually make myself sick because I just it's like it's like <laughs> potato chips. I just can't stop eating them. Thanks for tuning in <laughs> to Cheese It's. With Gene, Dan, and Stephanie. <laughs> I'm going to buy uh, a fish and call it Cheez-It. Oh, that's, that's a, a really that's a good cheese idea. It. Then I'm going to get another one, and then it'll be Gene and Cheez-It. Gene and Cheez-It. There you go. <laughs> oh, and then it'll be dead, and you'll come in, and it'll be floating at the top. Angie will come over Angie will come over and feed it to needs peds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some Disney news, guys. Oh, yeah, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Steph, why don't you hit us up some news first? Sure. Hot off the press. It looks like there will soon be a high-speed rail line that runs from Orlando International Airport to Disney. Disney has announced that they have reached a deal with Brightline to bring a near-high-speed train station to Disney Springs. Yay! Hmm. I love that idea. I just How long do you think it's going to take for them to build that? I feel like that's one of those things that's going to take like 10 years, man. A long time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it'd be great when they when they finally get it done. But you know what? To be honest with you, with the Magic Express, do you even need to bother? I mean, well, is that just is that just a waste at that point? Like, or is it just like an, is it needless construction? Because I mean, you get to the airport now and you just take the Magic Express. Yeah, Unless after like a forty minute. Yeah, it's a big wait. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it does a line. You're right. We're not right. doing it because of that. We just take an Uber because it's just ridiculous. We can't. And even if there is no line, we've done this several times. There's been no line for whatever our resort, and we've stayed at values, moderates, and luxury resort. It doesn't matter. I I thought that they, if you stayed at a moderate, you would get in faster than if you did at a value. But it, mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. But we've gotten on that Magical Express with no line. Been the first person on, and we've still waited an hour. And we're always, our resort somehow was always the last one to drop right. off. It always well, works that way. And this right. might be a more energy efficient thing too, you know? 
That too. And you look at it this way, at least job creation, it's going to create more jobs for the time being. Exactly. To build the, the construction of it and then the actual yep. unit. So what else we got? Disney has announced that as of January 1st, 2021, they will once again be allowing hard copying. Yay. That's Yay. exciting. I know. There have been some modifications due to the ongoing pandemic, such as not being able to hop to a different park until 2 p.m. If you go to a park that has reached its capacity, then you won't be allowed in. So if you are going to use the park hop- hopper option, then you may want to keep your plans flexible. Yes, yeah, that's the only thing is it's not like the way the park the park hopper used to be. It's no. like you still got to... This is a flaw because you, you can't go to a park with a fast pass. Not that they're happening right now, but you can't right. just like jump on an attraction early in the morning and then hop to the other park that you want. Yeah. Like what well, if I want to go to Animal Kingdom and get on Flights of Passage first thing in the morning? You can't. I can't do it. I got to stay there until 2 o'clock. Yep, can't do it. Yeah, and it's the only thing sometimes too, like, you know, what if you want to just get breakfast in the... Um, it's a step in the right direction. You know, yeah, no, it, it's it's the next step, I guess, but... Here we go. <laughs> in my belly, folks. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm always thinking food, but... <laughs> but seriously, like, say, you know, say you like, hey, you know, I really want to spend the day at Epcot, but I also want to go and have breakfast at Be Our Guest. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't do that under the, the current circumstances. No. Like, like, I know I've always told you guys, I love to go to, always used to love to get breakfast in the France Pavilion yeah. in Epcot and then kind of go wherever I wanted the rest of the, the rest of the day. And, you know, now you can't really, I can't do that the way it's currently constituted. And then even with this new park hopper option, I still really can't do it. But we but need to it, realize, like, we can't forget, this is just temporary. Yeah, this, true. This is stage one of bringing it back. So yeah, exactly. And again, you know what? There's bigger things in play here. Like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's safer this way. So it makes it more, you know, I'm obviously not saying I wish they'd bring it back and be unsafe about it just because I want to go get breakfast in France. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. There's a reason why. So I'm not. I'm he not isn't, but he is, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, soon, soon enough. Soon hopefully, enough. we'll be back completely to normal. What else you got, stuff? Disney has announced that guests will not be able to ring in the New Year's at the parks or at Disney Springs because they will all be closing before midnight, so they can continue to follow health and safety rules put in place during the phased reopening. That is a bummer. It is. But however. Guests will be able to stream pre-recorded fireworks on in-room televisions to help ring in the new year. Does anybody care about that? No. No one cares about that. No one cares about that. I love how they say, but we can, you can do this. And it's like, and in-room, like it's this huge... Yeah. Huge benefit to park goers. I mean, I guess it's a benefit, but I just don't see it. I don't see it either. We got to rush home so we can watch the That's a bummer, and it's something TV. I kind of didn't really think about. Yeah, me neither. Kind of take it for granted that New Year's is New Year's. You know, like yep. Christmas is affected, but it's still happening. You know, so mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah. What else? <laughs> if you're heading to Disney World by landing at Orlando International Airport, then you should stop over at the Magic of Disney store because it has now reopened. Yes. Yay! You can find the Magic of Disney store in the main terminal and they are open from 9.30 to 6 p.m. Okay. Um, That's a bummer. I got a little bit of an issue with the time. Me too. Because yeah. <laughs> we were notorious for, shocker, I buy more merchandise when I'm there, when we're leaving. Yep. And it's after six o'clock when we do that every time. Yeah. 
Yep. Which that's too early in an airport, I feel. Yeah. Especially with Disney where people want to kind of take yeah. – I feel like more places than anywhere else, you always want to go the earliest flight there and the latest flight back. At least that's how I always do yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody I know that does it does it the same way because the earlier you get there, you have more of a day on your first day. And the later you leave, the day you're leaving, you have a little bit – at least you have like a half a day at least to hang out somewhere. So, yeah, we're the same way. So, like, yeah, 6.30 or 6 p.m. rather, I would already be like, you know, yeah. I'd be just getting to the airport at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So, once again, step in the right direction. Yeah, yep. it's it's. Listen, they, they can't just all of a sudden go from zero to sixty. They gotta exactly. you know, crawl before they can walk. So, all right, cool. What else? Well, some new pairs of Minnie Mouse ear headbands have arrived at Disney World. You can now find a cornflower blue pair with a sequin bow or a headband that was inspired by the Little Mermaid. The ears are covered in large sequins and a purple bow. If you're looking for some mini ears to wear to New Year's Eve without checking out the fireworks. Then you should check out the champagne-colored headband with tiny silver and gold sequins covering the ears with a champagne-colored bow. You can find all of these ears for $29.99 throughout Disney World. Cute. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got, Dan? Well, I'm taking over the bummer section of the news <laughs> for Stephanie this week. It was announced that the planned reopening of the Disney Vacation Club Villas at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel will be delayed due to the recent stay-at-home orders taking place in Southern California because of the ongoing pandemic. Disney hasn't announced an updated timetable for the reopening. That's a bummer, but I guess... Oh, it's oh, you know, you just feel bad for everyone that's not... All the the uh, Imagineers and the cast members are out of work right now. It's really where, right. more than anything, that's really the, the the part that affects you the most, you know. So, and then the, and in and, and the, the bummer category, what else do you got? I know you got more yeah, bummer. Keep the bummer trainer a chugging <laughs> along here. Legendary Disney Imagineer Joe Rohde has announced his retirement as of January 4th, 2021. His 40-year career includes helping design, he was the main designer on Disney's Animal Kingdom and Pandora, the world of Avatar at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And I know that a lot of you have heard this news, but because of the huge impact that he has made, it's worth noting again. I mean, he is the mastermind behind one of the scariest rides I was on. Oh my god. Expedition Everest, <laughs> which I love. And he was a big guy in that. Yeah. It's a bummer. Uh hurt. you know, it was kind of weird, but he says he's been at the park, you know, nonstop since he started, I believe when he was 25. And he's just been there all the time. He He's deciding to take time to enjoy family. And, and he says he's got a lot of places he wants to go and he's going to cut out on a high note. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and God bless him, he deserves it. He's one of the last great legendary Imagineers. And I'm sure that there'll be new, you know, 20 years from now, there'll be more legendary guys. But like, I feel like of that old guard, he's like the last, the, that old guard. I um, agree. And uh, it's going to be sad to see him go. But you know what? God bless him. He gets to enjoy his life. Why not take some time for yourself, you know? Yeah, he was a big pusher on for years now trying to come up with a way to um, do a behind the scenes Animal Kingdom type of show. And then when they teamed with Nat Geo, he said he finally felt it came out right, which if you've listened to me in past episodes, <laughs> I really like this show. And I've been bumming, be, bumming because I keep checking and I think the season's done. I don't yeah. even know if I'm going to do another season. Have you heard? I haven't. I'm sure they're going to because it's just, A, it's a really good show. Yeah. And it's an, and if you think about it, it's really an infomercial for the park. Like, why not? Like, why not just constantly come up with stuff? Because you know there's more animals there to talk about. Well, you got me now. Yeah, like yeah it works. I, I got to go there. I mean, I feel like I have some investment in these animals. 
because they named them all. You know, you know them. <laughs> Who was your favorite animal? Uh, Big Lou, the manatee. Big Lou, was it Big Louie? Big, Big Lou. Lou. I think it was Big Lou. I love Popcorn the Chicken. Yeah. Because he was, or she was, she looked so disheveled and she, she was such a sympathetic character. Aww. That poor little chicken. Poor little girl. I like, I like a lot of them, but I, I keep forgetting names and stuff. I forget the name of the giraffe. Is it Mara? Where, where when they were trying to get her to come out so they could, they, they could shave her hoofs. Yeah. Aww. Just would stand there and just stare at them for like an hour and not move. Oh. <laughs> that was a crazy process. Yeah. It's like a cheese peeler almost, but for their hoof. Yeah, and it was probably, you would think it would hurt, but it didn't. They said it didn't. Oh. It was like like it was like extra nail. I think they said right. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great show though. Yeah. Okay. This is this is good news, but I'm gonna put a little bit of a bummer twist. Uh oh. We got a gripe on this one. Is there an attached of a gripe? Is it attached gripe? Yep. Let's get it. If you're a collector of the Funko Pop figures, then you'll be happy to know that a new set has come out celebrating Disneyland's 65th anniversary that will only be available at the parks. You can now find the Walt Disney and Sleeping Beauty Castle Funko Pop sets for $39.99 at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Now, I have issues with these things because what happens is we got the guys that go to the park, they hoard them all, they jack them up on eBay, and it's a lot of these are just too hard to get. And I, I just hate that. I wish there was a way around. You know, I know that's the whole thing with Funko a lot is they're very limited. Did you get it? You know, that type of deal. And it's kind of a prize. But I think with the world of eBay now, and Facebook Marketplace, all these places, it's really changed. It goes into Christmas blow molds right now. Anything like the Mickey Snowman, just like that, it's on Marketplace for like three times the value. And it's well, it's just a bummer for us that want these things. I feel like they should put a limit on it. I feel like it's like with the Splash Mountain merchandise mm-hmm. should have put a limit on it. Yeah, yeah. I and I didn't look, goal. I didn't check this one, but I know this has been a problem in the past, but I wish under your Disney account, you could pre-order. Mm-hmm. And I think that would take yeah. care of it. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's because this idea. is a really cool set. Yeah. I, I saw it the picture of cool. it. Or if it's going to be limited, maybe they could raffle off, right? I mean, they got to be. It's got to be something. I just, it's just a bummer. Because you're right. You get people that they'll buy like more than they need and then sell them and jack up the price. So it's like, well, what's the point at that point? Like, exactly. And, you know, yeah. and I get it. Disney can't really, they can't control what people do, but at the same time, they can control like, hey, if, listen, if there's a limit at Gideon's Bakehouse for, for chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Disney could put a limit on from on merchandise. Exactly. Six. Yeah. Six is the limit for everything. Yeah. But why can't they limit it? Why why if you are at the parks and you have two shopping bags full of Funko Pops, re- you know, it should be six. It should be six I mean, chocolate chip cookies. I mean, you limited all, or not, six Funko. You all saw what happened with uh <laughs> Splash Mountain merchandise. So. Yeah. People walking out with bag filled. Yeah. You know, this, you know with like, you know, Five stuffed Brer Rabbits. Like, you know, you know, no, no one thought that they were buying five Brer Rabbits for themselves. Everyone knew yeah. that. They got a family reunion next month. <laughs> and to be honest, I got to, I'll tell you what, though, give them some credit because I would have been embarrassed to be that guy buying five, oh, yeah. of these things, six Maybe of these things, ten of these things. I would have been embarrassed because I feel like it's such a seedy kind of thing. Like, yeah. if you love it, Get one for you. Maybe get one for your for, for a friend that that can't get there. You're not getting five of them for like four people that you you know. I mean, listen, I shouldn't say that because maybe in some cases there was. I could probably think of like four or five people that I would have known that would have wanted something if I was there. Like you guys would have been one. I could probably think of you know you know maybe, but like how, not everybody that bought an excessive amount 
was doing it for that reason. Yes. Yeah, I got major issue with the calendars, the attraction poster calendars. I always want those, and the same thing happens with those. Yep. Stinks. And then you mm-hmm. see the picture of their merchandise, and it's a stack of like 15 of them. You know, all on top. Uh, don't get me started. Getting them started. You know what, Dan? The only thing I could say, it bees like that sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. I'll take that over a dead joke. <laughs> all right, PhotoPass people. If you have been taking your mask off while on the attractions for the on-ride PhotoPass photos, then don't bother. Originally, Disney would not give photos to anyone who was not wearing their mask correctly. But now they have decided that they will add digital masks to anyone not wearing one. So if your picture is going to have you wearing a mask either way, let's just all be safe and wear a real one correctly. It's a good point. Kind of weird, right? It is weird. I see what you're saying. I think what they're saying is if you don't want to wear your mask because you want to have your face in the photo, you're going to have your face blocked anyway because we're going to put something up to block it anyway. So you might as well just wear it if that's the reason why you- Maybe they're just trying to deter it and the people will just be like, well, I'm just going to keep it on because it's- They're going to do it anyway. You want to have your own mask in the photo as opposed to some possibly mask that you don't want put on you. Yeah. That, we that would be bit- funny, right? Yeah. Big butt faces or something put on <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know what it makes me think of too is a funny story. No, it's a question. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you. Something. Wow, shocking. What do sprinters eat before a big race? What? Nothing. They fast. Oh, they they be fast. They be fast. <laughs> what do you think about that one, Dan? Yeah. That's great. Remember when I said, hey, can you do the dad joke seasonally so you can well, more, I think, have a festive one next well, time? Next week's said, our Christmas yeah. episode. Next week's our, go, our Christmas go home episode. So that one we can, I'll do something with okay. really, okay. really super festive. I know that I'm going to get one anyway, so I'm going to say I expect a festive joke. Definitely. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind. <sighs> if I have a really killer dad joke, I got to go with it. You just need to make it Christmas. Okay. Gene, what do you have for the news? All right. So first, Disney has filed a permit for Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts, and that's going to start on January 8th, 2021. The permit lists seven locations where photo op displays will be placed so guests can take pictures of themselves in famous works of art. Have you guys ever been to the, the Festival of the Arts at all? No. No. It's mm-hmm. really cool. So I think it's one of the lesser known festivals. I think it's one of the newer ones. I, I didn't say the- no, like No. It's like I'm not so going. Cool. I said no because I didn't think you were going to wanted to. <laughs> Me too. It's actually no. It's really cool. It's I've been to it only the first time. I think like two years ago. I think it was the first time I was ever at it. And it's cool. It's definitely different. But it's like every food. It's like every festival in Epcot. It's all about the food for me. And you know, everyone always thinks. Do you think of the food and wine festival? You think, oh well, that's where all the food's at. You know, yeah. you get just as much food at, at those at at the festival of the arts as you do any of the other ones. If you're a fan of the Turf Club at Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, then you will be happy to know that it is reopened. They will be opened daily from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. with limited food menu items, but with the same beverage selection. Huh. All right. Yeah, I saw I've never been to the there. one there. Saratoga yeah. Springs. I don't think I've actually, I'm trying to think of, I remember I stayed at Saratoga a few years ago and I think we did eat, I think we did eat there. We actually. It wasn't memorable. Yeah. We haven't eaten a lot in Disney Springs, shockingly, because... Well, this isn't this is in Saratoga Springs. Oh. Saratoga Springs. Yeah, it's in, Sar- it's in the resort. Oh, okay. We haven't eaten there either. And then also, if you want to grab a bite while at Disney Springs, but don't have the time to f- for a full sit-down meal, then you should know that you can go to CityWorks Eatery and Poorhouse for now. They actually have a new express grab 
and go menu. And they'll be offering four items on the menu there uh, that you can eat on the run. So if you don't have time to actually sit down and get a full meal, you can actually get this grab and go. CityWorks is a cool place. We actually had Chef Hoekstra on uh, last week on one of our uh, kickoffs oh. to the season at Holiday Springs. That <laughs> kickoff to the yeah, holiday yeah, season yeah. at Disney Springs. Yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, also... The Walt Disney Company Investor Day was last Thursday, and they actually gave out a bunch of cool information, a bunch of cool news. Uh, they talked about different things that were coming on Disney Plus, different things that were going to be on um, just in the theaters, I guess. And they actually have made a, t- a ton of new stuff. Have you guys seen anything stuff that's coming out? No. <laughs> we're waiting. Well, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a Percy Jackson series on Disney Plus. Remember oh. Percy Jackson? That's gonna be on Disney Plus. Yes, I love Percy Jackson. They announced that Raya and the Last Dragon will be um, on Disney Plus March fifth. So that's the uh, the, the full length film. That's gonna be pretty cool. They also announced that they have ten. It's currently in development right now for Marvel Studios. They have ten new series. Series is that how you say that? Or ten new series? Series. Ten, yeah, I think so. Ten. How do you say that? Ten new series. Ten new series. They um, for Star Wars. Wars, they are also producing 10 new series in the Star Wars universe. And then it just in new animated series, they have 15 new animated series that they're working on for Disney Plus, as well as 15 new animated features for Disney Plus. So Disney Plus is in the next couple of years is going to have a ton of new stuff coming out that isn't even bringing back the old movies, just new stuff, new cool stuff in the wow. Star Wars universe and the Marvel universe and just new Disney stuff in general. And they actually released some of the information on it. They got the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which is also going to have Darth Vader on it. And they announced also today that, yes, they're bringing back the incomparable Hayden Christensen to play Darth Vader. Hayden Christensen fan? <laughs> exactly. I didn't think it was that big a deal. He's the guy who played Anakin at the end. Oh. It's okay, I guess. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people making a big deal out of that. I don't, I mean, listen, he wasn't, it's who you think of as Darth Vader now just because he was Anakin when he turned. I mean. Not who I think of as Darth Vader. It's, I can take him or leave him. Well, for people who aren't, because there are some people who are not Star Wars. Savvy? Star Wars savvy. There are some of us, you know, maybe. Let me guess. Star Wars 1977 fans? Yes. But after that, a lot of us have dropped up. Like, I'm not the only one who's not super duper into Star Wars. And I think of Darth Vader as what's his toes? I think. Uh, Did you say what's his toes? Yes. Yeah. I've never heard it that way before. Yeah, what's, no, what's his toes? We met Darth Vader once. Are you, now, are you talking about the, the man who actually played Darth Vader or are you talking about the voice, James Earl Jones? James Earl Jones. Okay. Because the man who, who played Darth Vader in the suit recently passed. All right. He, got, he just yeah. passed away like last week, I think. Yeah. yeah. Stephanie met when we met Darth Vader, she freaked out in Hollywood Studios because she was so blown away by the experience. Man, they do that. Yeah. The surround sound and the breathing and it was cool. The, and the costume looks like the legit costume from the movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, it's amazing. That experience for I mean, so anyone, even if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, that was see, that's the thing about Star Wars. I think if even if you're not a Star Wars fan, if you give certain parts of it a chance, it blows you away just because of the the commitment the with the role that they have in some of these roles and the story like I, i've always i've told this story before my wife never watched star wars in her life saw baby yoda in the mandalorian and then proceeded to after that one 30 second clip in the first episode of the mandalorian proceeded to say i need to binge watch every star wars movies <laughs> and we we spent a week watching every single one in chronological order so it there's there's certain aspects of star wars that i feel like even if you're not a fan if you give it a shot i i find it hard pressed for people to not become a fan if they just pay attention to it a little bit. I think the problem is, and I know there's tons of Star Wars diehards, I get it. But for the people that 
you know, saw the 70s trilogy. I think when they came back with those, the following three, it was such a different style. Like everyone always says, they were boring for so long, parts of the movie. I just think those people weren't interested then. It just wasn't like... I think so. Too. You know, if they would have had those movies, you know, more stylized like the Han Solo and things like mm-hmm. that, which a lot of people, you know, diehards don't love that one. Then I think people would have kept following. Like I said, not that people haven't, but that group of people, mm-hmm. that group of fans, I think would have stayed in it longer. And then now I think for a lot of people, it's so overwhelming because there's so much that you yeah. can watch of Star Wars now. That's a good point. And which, you, you know, what's funny too, is you got these people that are these Star Wars fans and there's some snobby Star Wars fans. Yes. Like, like I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan. I've watched every single one of them. I love them, but I'm not snobby. You get some people who are like, when you, if you just pronounce a name, they really jump oh, on yeah. you. You're like, yeah. oh. Well, that's why I'm saying in my just, you know, my discussion here is, hey, I get that everyone else, you know, the Star Wars fans, you know, they love those other movies. I'm just saying this particular group like Stephanie, she's not going to be hopping into those other three movies. But And what I'm saying is there are a lot of Disney fans. Again, I'm not the only one. A lot of people don't get into Star Wars and that's fine. And the thing about the Mandalorian outside of, you know, the child and everybody thinking he was so cute is the way they filmed that and the look of it you know the storyline it is really cool and i feel it really brought a lot of people back because they hook them with the cute Mm -hmm. cuteness Mm -hmm. but then the overall movie well it's not a movie but it feels like a movie i was just going to say like me and my wife had the same discussion it's like watching mini movies because the production value it's not like a regular tv show the production value on every single episode it was almost like game of thrones i don't know if you guys are familiar with game of thrones if you guys are game of thrones fans but every episode of game of thrones felt you like you were watching a mini movie and that's exactly what the mandalorian's like feel like you're watching because the production level is like through the roof yeah and so. the cliffhangers and stuff you know it's, yeah. it's just a really good series so they also got some other stuff coming out they're going to be doing a willow series remember the the movie willow with yeah. uh, you know from the 80s or is that the 80s and 90s but you know what i'm talking about yeah my friend's yeah. hardcore willow fan <laughs> really so he'll be happy hopefully they'll do it justice yeah, there's gonna be a willow series there's also going to be a, squ- a rogue squadron coming to that's actually gonna be in theaters in 2023 so that's not gonna be disney plus but it's oh. also in the star wars universe they talked about the new turner and hooch reboot with uh josh mm-hmm. peck they also talked about the new Muddy Duck series that's coming out with Emilio Estevez. And I believe it's going to also be with the woman from Gilmore Girls. I'm blanking out on her name. <laughs> and Bad Santa. Oh. Lauren Graham? Lauren yeah. Graham? Yeah. Lauren Graham. Yeah. Parent. Yeah. Yeah. Parenthood. Um, they also have... They, oh, they also re- re- announced the cast of The Little Mermaid live action. Um, so I don't know. And we all knew that Aquafina is going to be playing Scuttle, and which is weird because I can't picture Scuttle without that that voice of Buddy Hackett. Aquafina? Yeah. yeah. You know the comedian? No. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Aquafina. Yeah, so yeah. She, I just like, like, she's funny. Yeah. She's great. Scuttle to me, I can't picture not having <laughs> Buddy Hackett play that voice. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Is Buddy Hackett still with us? Did he pass? Oh, I don't think so. I think, I think, I think so. yeah. Better look it up it in case Buddy's Bonneville. listening. Well, you know what? I want to hear a funny story. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, my father used to be one of Buddy Hackett's bodyguards. What? Yeah, yeah he was bodyguard for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Sinatra yeah. for a little bit? Yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. Let snippets out to Gene later. <laughs> he didn't talk about none of the stuff. In fact, yeah, it was all the stuff that we found out years later. Like, I knew when he, if he had a, 
if he had to go out and you know watch over someone, yeah. but you never really you know but he would he never told you the stories of some of the stuff he would see and do until uh-huh. like later on in life but like um yeah i remember there was a story where he was with not to get too off track but he was with frank sinatra it was one of frank sinatra's last performances in new york because he didn't i think at the time he didn't really live in new york so he would only be his bodyguard when he came to new york and they actually almost got into like a helicopter crash <gasps> yeah wow. like they, they lost control of the helicopter for a second it would and it was his last um performance in new york i think before, that he that he had and then also, so anyway, back to Little Mermaid. David Diggs from Hamilton fame is going to be playing Sebastian. So um, oh, that's that's, okay. that, that's a pretty cool cast. They also have, and I know Dan's going to love this. Dan, I know you're wearing a Chippendale shirt right now. Yes, they, are going to, they are going to be doing a hybrid live action animated feature for the Rescue Rangers. Oh. I guess yeah, we're coming to Disney Plus, and Chip will be paid by comedian John Mulaney, and Dale will be played by comedian Andy Samberg, both of SNL fame. Yay! And Brooklyn Nine Nine for Andy Samberg as well. I like him. Yes, yes. I need so, to know more information about this. Yeah, the style of the show. Mm-hmm. Are they going to change their voices up? Because at that point, why even get them? Like you remember on like on, on the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies when they did those, they had famous people playing those voices, but they changed up the voices with like the auto tune and the squeakiness. So like at that point, what did it matter? So yeah. exactly. You know, I had a real issue with that. Yeah. Um, well, Chippendale, you know, it's weird because in the cartoons, the voices are just so almost not human, of course. Yeah. I'm trying not to be, but it's so hard to even understand them a lot of times. And mm-hmm. then with Rangers, they develop those voices a little more. So it's like, are we taking it to the next level now? Yeah, right. Or they're yeah. just going to have human voices? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I like Mulaney and Sandberg so much. I kind of, there's a part of me that wants them to do that. Yeah, I do too. Because I feel like they'll lose some of it if they, if because uh, my thing is, if you're going to squeak up the voices, what's the point of getting Andy Samberg for it? Yeah, no. I'll Save a couple bucks and hire me. Yeah, it it definitely d- is going to depend on the actor. Now you know who they they missed the boat on. This is who they should have gotten to play one of the voices, Doctor Stephen. Yeah. Doctor Stephen Rule should have played one of these voices. Yeah. He should have. <laughs> or he could have played the villain. There's got to be a villain in one of these. There's got to be a villain. And that's that. Those dang. Those ancient monks. Mm, this is a quite the keeper. Um, you know what this means, though? Merchandise. Yes. Oh, boy. Here we go. That's yes. why I want to know. Is, but let's hope it's cool merchandise. Because sometimes when they revamp these movies. I know. I know. They lame it up a little bit sometimes. But if they, if they do it like Tom and Jerry, where the characters are animated, that should, mm-hmm. should be a safer bet for merchandise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I would true. think they would have to. But you know what, though? I mean, you've seen some redos of those characters and sometimes I, I'm, I, I don't like it. It gets to like the animated one, uh, animated one, they're all animated, but the new style, like Mickey, you know, the mm-hmm. illustrated version, they did that with them and I did not like them. I'm not feeling that one either. I love the, I, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist in the sense I love that old school Mickey. I don't hate it. Don't get me wrong, but you're right. Like it, they made them too, like, I don't know, like artsy. I don't know. Like they, they try to, they try to like change it up. I feel like they, they try to spruce it up for the sake of sprucing yeah. it up to make it seem new and exciting. And it's like, mm-hmm. people love Mickey anyway. Why do you, you don't have to change yeah. it. I saw some Chippendale drawn like that. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, yeah, I hope that's something where it's going. Yeah, I don't know what it was for. And I was like, oh, geez, no, I didn't see anything with I didn't see any 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 renderings or any artist artwork on it. So I have no idea. I hope that's not where they're going. I actually see Chippendale in the background right now in your background. I just noticed that. right here. Nutcrackers. Yeah, yeah, the Nutcrackers. I love Popcorn those. Bucket. They're pretty big, too. They're like they a lot. Yeah, I'd say they're, they're good yeah. size. We searched so. high and low for those. Oh, my that gosh. That was a running around at the park day to try to find <laughs> So what was the deal with that? Because I was able to... 
they were selling so crazy, but I could only get Dale and I wouldn't buy just one. And didn't I wait a year when I came back the next season and they had them? After we ran around and looked at every chance we could, looking on the app, went around (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. And then we waited the next year and... This doesn't sound like me at all. And we waited the next year, and then we got them both. And then it's like, right oh, there, well, old Christmas shappy. Yeah, there they were. Oh, so happy. And there is another example. Shipped them home, no problem. Yeah. Yep. It's like eight dollars, I think. Yeah, makes sense. How did they do that? But I, I didn't know. Again, I, I missed the boat on that. I didn't know they, they. I didn't realize they did that until you had told me that. I, I know you could get into the hotel. I never knew about shipping home. Yeah, so convenient. Awesome. Makes so much sense. You don't have to worry about it breaking in your luggage. Yeah. You don't have to worry about going over your the the allotted weight on the, for the airplane. So it makes yeah. more sense. I'll tell you one good thing about this. I'm glad they went with with John Mulaney because I feel like he's one of those guys that a lot of people don't know him, but know him. Like I feel like he, like I feel like he's one of those guys when you say his name, you guys say, well, no he was in this or he does this and, and the, oh okay I get it because he's really funny I don't know if you guys have a familiar with his stand up he's really funny and he's a writer for SNL he's not really on that many skits he's more of a behind the scenes guy for SNL but it's nice to see him finally maybe get maybe some mainstream um yeah, in a show that didn't last long. I, I think he's hysterical. And even better, they could have went with some lame actor like, I don't know, like a Zac Efron or something. That he didn't <laughs> with quality performance. And I appreciate that. Now that would have been top notch. Yeah. So, and so they also spoke about the new Pinocchio, the live action Pinocchio with Tom Hanks. And it's going to be directed by Robert Zemeckis, which we've spoken about that prior mm-hmm. to. So that they touched on that. They touched on the Peter Pan and Wendy movie, which is going to be um, starring Yara Shahidi from Blackish as Tinkerbell and Jude Law as Captain Hook. Ooh. Jude Law to me is Ewan McGregor. Like, I feel like they play the same type of role. Like, I feel like it's yeah. either you and McGregor. Yeah. If you get a, if you want one, it's because you missed out on the other. I feel yeah, like they're the same right. actor to me. Like, I, I, Jude, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, wait, ho- the holiday. Was that Jude Law or is that you and McGregor? Like, I got to like always, to yeah. me, I don't know, maybe not everybody else has the same problem. But whenever one of them in the movie, wait, Jude Law, you and McGregor, which one was that again? I yeah, get them confused. You're, you're right. They do play the same. I feel like they're the same age. They kind they of look alike. interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, so they also touched onto the sequel film from Enchanted. Are you guys familiar with Enchanted? Amy Adams? Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, Amy And And um, what was his name? McDreamy? McConkey? What was his name? Yeah, Dr. McDreamy. McConkey? I couldn't think of his name. Uh, anyway, there's a sequel. It's going to be called Disenchanted. So it sounds oh. like it might have took a turn for the worse in real life for Giselle. So um, they also have the new, it looks like a new animated series coming to Disney Plus called Tiana. Um, and that's going to be out in 2022. And it looks like they're also going to be doing a Moana series in 2023. And it's... And a Zootopia series and a Baymax series, oh. all, all animated. So they got a lot of stuff going on. That's kind of cool too. I didn't even realize oh. all that stuff. There's so much more to even go through. So do you think, how much of this do you think switched gears because of the pandemic and movie theaters? You know, it's really not looking good. I mean, with the news, Warner Brothers is releasing everything to HBO Max. It's like they had to way back start realizing we got to come up with even more than we thought for this streaming channel. Well, I'll tell you what, I hope it doesn't cost the streaming services to go up in price because you're getting now real movies that, that you, know, you know, these movies, a lot of these, like Wonder Woman's going to be on HBO now. You know, you know how much money they're yeah. probably expecting box office for Wonder Woman? So, and that's obviously not Disney, that's that's Warner Brothers. Right. But, I mean, you got to imagine they probably were looking at like nine figures for that movie. I got to imagine. And now it's yeah. going to be on HBO, which I'm sure they got 
I'm sure they made money off that, but I feel like there's going to come a point where we're going to have to pay these streaming services back mm-hmm. where, okay, yeah, so we got it for this amount now, but in two years from now, they're going to, those prices are going to, I think, going to jack up because they got to make that money back somewhere. It has to. They have I to. feel like as soon as Disney Plus came out, I thought, okay, this is obviously the introductory price for <laughs> all of us yep, to get yep. us in, get us mm-hmm watching and all that and i'm not saying that as a trick thing but when you look at the amount of content on disney plus it's surprising that it it costs as little as it does i paid mine up i did the thing where if you paid it for like i think three years or something like that two years three years but like i did it in the beginning before it launched and i got it for like a really good rate i don't remember what i paid for to be honest with you but it was where i paid it for like two or three years in advance so i know when they hit me back with with the bill i'm it's going to definitely be more than than what it was so i know it's going to definitely hit me in the like in the heart like oh they're killing me. Yeah. I just, I just, again, I don't even remember what I paid for it. I know I'm, whatever it was, I'm not complaining because I love it. I wish the navigation was a little different. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I wish they had a thing where you could just have everything, every movie alphabetical instead of having to yes. kind of break it down. Like this sounds like I, I don't even realize something's on there. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even, how would I even have known? I wish they could just have it where you could just go A in every movie and then B every yeah. movie. Not user friendly. No, well, it's not horrible, but it's, 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 it's some that could be improved for sure. I mean, it's Disney for gosh sakes. That's why it surprises me. <laughs> right, know? I know. That's what I'm saying. So they have a ton of stuff coming out. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, I mean, they really kind of put out a lot of a lot of cool yeah. stuff. You know, it's, yeah. like I said, it's just so much. But yeah, so that's, that's going to do it for the news. And now let's introduce our special, special guest. I'm the godfather of Disney podcasting and Disney influences, Lou Mangiello. This is such a treat for me, Lou. Just someone starting out to have you be part of this this program. I really appreciate it. How you doing? No, thank you so much for having me, man. I, I appreciate the uh, the invitation and congratulations on uh, on starting the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's been only a couple months now, but things are going pretty good. And and uh, again, having you on it is just like a dream come true. We really do appreciate having you uh, join us today. Um, but so a bunch of stuff to get into. I know you got the new book that just came out, and so there's a few other things before we get into that. There's a question I want to ask you because I get asked it all the time: Is where does this Disney passion, this Disney craze? start for you and, and and what does it consist of for you like what keeps you in in their grasp so it starts um as a little kid i remember watching um you know sunday night television and and the magical world of disney with my family and then i grew up in new jersey i can tell by your accent that we're probably from somewhere around the same area long island um yeah and so we when disney world opened in october of 71 uh, my dad was like pile into the family truckster and we went in early november so just a few weeks after the park was open we were there and we went back every year and i think it's a combination of the memories that i had going with my family and just the way that that place continued to make me feel and look even <clears throat> many decades later i still feel the same way i live here now man and i still get the butterflies and and the excitement every time i walk into the park that's awesome and it's I got the same kind of vibe, man. Like it's, it's, it's something that I get asked it all the time. It's like an adult, you know, and you're an adult. Like, it's one of things, well, aren't you supposed to have grown out of it by now? I'm like, no, I think it's actually getting worse as I get older. You grow into it. Yeah. You grow into it. Yeah. You know, now I can afford to do more Disney stuff. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I couldn't. So I guess let's, let's touch on some of your beginnings. Uh, I, I, you're from New Jersey. You have a law degree. How did you end up lawyer from New Jersey? Very successful at what you did to get to be where you're at now, living in Florida, being this Disney um, icon. 
Well, first of all, that's, that, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I have no idea. Um, and I mean that in, in the best possible sense. Um, I did. I was a lawyer. I had a, an IT consulting company on the side. I set out on a personal challenge to see if I could write a book about Disney because I was always in the service business thinking that was the end game. Like, let me see if I could write it, see if it ends up on a shelf on Amazon, you know, make my parents proud. And, and that was it. The book turned into a website and a podcast back in 2005. And uh, not long after that, I, I packed everything up and moved down here. Never, ever, ever imagining I'd be in the incredible place that I am now. It's been a, an incredibly circuitous journey, but better than I ever could have imagined. One of the programs that I've seen was DreamFinders. For someone like me that wants to do this, it, it, it was such a like an awe-inspiring, just seeing how you guys, pretty much your backstory is how you guys became these Disney DreamFinders. And you know, it, it was you, uh, Ricky Briganti, John Sacchieri, um, Big Fat Panda. Just seeing, and, and that's another thing too, is, is just seeing the camaraderie you guys all had. You guys all have, you know, at the end of the day, we all talk about, and I think this was touched in that film. We all talk about the same things. It just, everybody puts their own spin on it, their own unique flavor to it. What was that like having that camaraderie with those guys? And, and do you still have that stuff that you guys do in the parks till today? Do you guys still get together and collaborate a little bit? Yeah, I, I've known, especially guys like Ricky. I mean, Ricky and I were some of the the very early adopters um, going back, you know, especially in things like the podcasting space. And I know he's moved on, but uh, Big Fat Panda, I've known and been friends with for years. And I do believe in collaborating. And I know maybe not everybody subscribes to the same philosophy, but my feeling is that there is room for us all to win. And collectively, the tide will rise for everybody. And, and it's not like... Like you have to choose between your show or my show or this one. You can and should listen to a lot of different voices and find the one that resonates most with you. You know, we say the same thing, but there's a lot of other smaller podcasts that that will do, you know, little features on or we'll feature them and they'll feature us. And then we say the same thing all the time. Like there's a, you know, there's enough hours in the day or in the week to listen to all of our shows. You know, why not listen to all of them? And you get a little different sense of different perspectives. You know, some people might have different tips than other people. Some might have different ideas than other people. And you kind of get that from listening to, I think, all of them. And I think you'll, there's, there's personalities that you'll gravitate towards. So, I mean, look, yeah. it used to be, you know, at five o'clock, you had to choose. And you know, to a certain degree, you still have to choose what news station you're going to watch, right? Is it five, seven, nine? And then you're, they're all sort of talking about the same thing, but you're probably going to find the newscaster or the way that it's, it's the news is conveyed that strikes a chord with you. And I think that's the same in podcasting. And look, mm -hmm. when, when I started back in 2005, there was not a lot. And now I, I think it's a good thing that there are so many because there's no more gatekeeper. Anybody can have a voice. Anybody can have a show or a show on YouTube. And it allows you as a consumer to find the people that you most feel comfortable with. So let's talk about some of these books. I know you said that's how you started out and you actually just recently released a new one. Uh, the new one I thought was just a spectacular idea because it's super interesting to me. I actually haven't had a chance to read it yet. I have it ordered. So hopefully it'll be here in the next day or so. Um, but the Disney interviews, what, where did you come up with the idea? Like what made you say, you know what? Let me do a book about all the, because there's a ton of good ones in there, I'm sure. So the, one of the blessings of the show is be having been able to meet not just other people and other fans in the community, but meet and interview people whose work I have admired and appreciated for so many years. And look, I, I said from the very beginning and I still say 15, 16 years later, like I interview people who as a fan, I just, you know, would love to have the opportunity to chat with. And I don't want to make it sound like, like it's name dropping, but when we as Disney fans have the opportunity to talk to a Julie Andrews or Marty Sklar or Richard Sherman, you know, whoever else it might be, I love being able to share that with people through the podcast. And then my thought was, I wanted to combine a dozen or so of those interviews, specifically people that worked 
directly with Walt or were instrumental in helping to preserve Walt's legacy, like Dave Smith, the founder of the archives, and then put them in this format and then add some additional content and context to it in terms of stories of what happened before the interview, maybe some of the things that happened in conversations that took place after you know the record button was stopped. Is this going to be a series? Do you think? So I put I put volume one on it deliberately. Um, That's know, what again, I'm saying. <laughs> right. The uh, the idea was again. This is people that work directly with Walt, and then I already have an idea of, of putting together another compilation framed slightly differently in terms of, of who they are, but still have such incredible stories to share. Ooh, yeah, I, I can't. I'm, my uh, I made sure that was like an early Christmas present from my wife. <laughs> so um, I'm waiting for it to come any day now. So I'm dying for it. I've actually I'm thinking about that's going to be like the uh, the Christmas gift to, to some of the other friends. That that are Disney fan acts like myself. Oh, thank you, man. I really, I really, really do appreciate that. I'm going to have to come down there eventually and definitely get a little signature on there for it from you. We'll, Just, we will do it over a, a snack or a meal somewhere. Definitely. So um, Run Disney team. I know you have, you do a lot of work with that. What got you involved with doing the Run Disney? Like, because <laughs> that sounds like such a cool kind of thing. Like, I would love to be able to do that one day when I get down there. But what, how did you, like, did you have a pretty big team? There's a lot of people. Listen, if short, fat Lou Mangello can do it, man, you can do it. Um <laughs> So a very quick story about how this started. So back in, in 2005, 2006, I had actually started on a, on a different podcast with, with a friend of mine. It was called Mouse Tunes. And it was in, in really sort of the, the early days of Run Disney. You know, Run Disney events really were sort of marathon events that people would come in for. And then it started to become more accessible to fans that might want to sort of dip their toe into marathon-like events. And I'll never forget telling my co-host at the time, I said, oh, maybe I'll do that one day. Like, maybe I'll do a half marathon one day. And he laughed at me. Like, come on. I'm like, okay. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so the following year, me, my wife, and one other friend who I'd met through the community, I had these horrible cotton yellow shirts with like this made up logo thing put on there. And the three of us ran our first half marathon, my first and only their first half marathon. And I think other people in the community say, well, wait, Lou is short and fat. And if he was able to do it and have such a good time, we can too. I decided that I was more helpful on the sidelines cheering than I was getting in your way on the course. Um, and the team grew from a team of two to 10 to 20, and it grew. And now we have, at last count, probably about 700 people from around the world wow. that are part of the team. And they just run not just the Disney races, but they'll run local events. Um, oh, and everything goes to, yeah, they, they run. And everything that I've done since, since the very beginning is for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And, and to date, and this is a credit to everybody who's part of this community, they have collectively raised more than $350,000 for Make-A-Wish. So actually, it's now, it's probably closer now to 400 uh, because we just had a fundraising campaign that raised, um, just we just raised $60,000 in just about a month and a half. Amazing, amazing. And I'm glad you brought up Make-A-Wish because that's actually where I wanted to go to next is the Make-A-Wish. You do a lot of work with them. Where did you, uh, how did that come about? As far as, I mean, I know it's a great, a great program. Everybody should be involved with them in some way, shape or form. What made them the ones that you kind of said, you know what, I'm building this thing here. Let me put something with, with make a wish as opposed to anywhere else. What, what was it about that make a wish? You just want to make me cry because you know, crying is podcast gold. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So, all right. So when I, while I was writing my first book, uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer and we were living in New Jersey at the time. 
And so every day, uh, five days a week, I would drive him into New York to go to Sloan Kettering. And on his way to get treatment, we would walk past the pediatric cancer floor. And it just broke my heart to just the fact that that place was even there. And I said from the very beginning, I said, look, I'm going to do something to try and help these kids. And I knew that me donating money to research might be money that, yes, would be helpful, but, but those kids right there might never see the benefit of. I said, so what I want to do is I want to help them enjoy this place that we love and appreciate and to a certain degree almost take for granted that we could go there so much. So the idea of giving to a wish-granting organization was of paramount importance from before the first book even came out. So I was, uh, I've been working with Make-A-Wish for a number of years. And one of the things that we get to do is we've done charity auctions and different types of online and offline events to fundraise. People raise money on their own for and, and as part of the running team. And one of the amazing opportunities that we have had has been able to, especially during marathon weekends in Disney in January, that one of the families that will sponsor will actually come to one of our meets of the month so that the people who are on the team can literally see the result of the money that they have helped raise, which is incredibly impactful. Not forget me, man. It's about the team and that family can see the people that made that wish really come true. That's beautiful. It really is. And, and, and um, I didn't know we were going to get sad, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not sad. It's a beautiful thing, man. It is an amazing, beautiful thing. And again, it's a testament to the community. And I, just quick one of the stories. So my mom just passed in September and unbeknownst to me, somebody in the community, a friend of mine, Lisa, started a fundraising in my mom's honor thinking that she would raise, you know, a few hundred, maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars. Now I'm going to cry again. And in, I guess it's, it's really been about two months. Um, they raised $60,000, which is six families wishes to go to Walt Disney World. And that my friend is a testament to the power of community and, and the power of, the, of this Disney family. That's beautiful too. I mean, yeah, it, it, that's the one thing that I think you can, we can all agree on is that there's a, with that Disney passion comes like almost like a goodness in people too. I think, I think it brings out the best in people. Um, so even being around Disney, I think you, you, everyone has that same kind of feeling. I think, I feel like you can't be a bad person and love Disney. You got to have like this, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, you're the Grinch at the end of the movie in, 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 if you love Disney. So um, it's, you know, it's from tragedy, at least some some beautiful things happened, I guess, is how we could look at that, you know? Yep. Um, and again, I'm sorry for your loss. I, no, I, thank you. We talked about it on the email, but but yeah. So let me ask you, like, and, and not to keep, not to bring it back again, but with, with you coming, I kind of want to ask you in the beginning, because I'm somewhere in the similar, a similar thing. And I have a family up here and I'm also looking to kind of redirect where I'm going. And what, so I know what it was like having that discussion with my wife and family about, Hey guys, I know we got a pretty good setup, but I really want to chase this Disney passion that I got in this Disney, this, these goals I have. What was that like that conversation for you to say, Hey honey, um, think about moving to central Florida. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was that for you? Like, cause I know what it's been like for me. Um, and, and God, God bless my wife has been very supportive. I think she recognizes it. And I think she's kind of surprised that it took me so long to finally say, this is what I want to do. What was that like for you? Yeah. So, you know, don't, we'll never admit it to anybody else, but it's true. Like we're, we would not be able to do what we do without an incredibly supportive family and extended family around us, whether it's parents, wives, husbands, children to believe in, in the dream, right? And to help support it any, any way that they can. Not everybody was. I had friends at the time, and I say at the time because they're not friends anymore, but friends at the time who when I said, hey man, like, guess what? I'm quitting 
a very lucrative job with health benefits. I'm selling my house. I'm bringing money to my closing. I'm moving to Florida to rent some house I haven't even seen. And I'm going to try and talk about Mickey Mouse for like uh, for a living. And they said, I give you six months and you'll be back. You will be back looking for a job or begging for a job, whatever it might be. And that was very eye-opening to me. And I think not everybody is supportive because either they don't believe in the dream or the vision. I think that there are some people admittedly who would like to be able to do that and, and can't or won't for one reason or another. And, and sometimes are you know maybe mad that you are doing that, but I needed to do it, man. I needed to take this incredible leap of faith because I had this fear, not a failure, but I had this fear that time would go by and I would regret not giving it a chance. And I think that is what you and other people have to think about, you know, five, 10, 20 years down the road, do you want to look back and go, man, I wish I would have given this Disney thing a shot. Life is too short. Again, not to be the downer, but you know, it could happen anytime. Um, and if you keep waiting for the perfect moment, it won't happen. You're better off taking a, taking a calculated leap of faith, mm-hmm. giving it a shot and seeing if you can make it work. I mean, that's, that's great advice to anybody in my position starting out or even just looking, even thinking about starting out. If you love Disney and this is something you think about doing, this is, that's such great advice for them to get. And uh, we appreciate that. So I got a few Disney like rapid fire questions for you before we get out of here. I know you're, if there's anybody that knows the, the parks inside and out, it's you. So that's we'll, a lot of pressure. Okay. <laughs> it's just first one that comes to your mind. And we'll start off with favorite Disney film. Mary Poppins. Mine too. I have a history with my grandmother with them. That's my favorite Disney it. film. Favorite Disney resort. <sighs> Yeah, I know it's rapid fire, but like, oh my gosh, I love uh, Wilderness Lodge. Where does the out of curiosity? Because I was always a boardwalk guy. I stayed at the Riviera for the first time in September. I almost said Riviera because you saw I was. <laughs> you were just there. You were just, there. and that's what I was gonna say is where? Do, what's your feelings on Riviera? Because I was one of these people that I stay at the boardwalk every time. I'm a DVC member, and every time I stay at the boardwalk, I'll stay there for a week, and then I'll stay like either two or three days at the end or at the beginning of the trip somewhere different just to try everybody out. But boardwalk's always been like the one that I can't not go a whole mm. trip on. And when we did it this past time in September, even with things kind of crazy with the COVID and the social distancing, I still fell in love with the Riviera. Not, not more than the boardwalk. I'm still pro right. boardwalk. But the Riviera, to me, might be my second favorite now. What, what is your impression? Of this? I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, but I just needed to get you. No, it's cool, man. It's your, listen, it's your show. I'll, I'll go as long as you like. Um, Riviera, for me, too, is really an effort. The more I go back, the more I love it. Yeah, Like I fell in love with a lot of aspects of it, not just including the rigatoni, but the more time I spend there, the more I really enjoy it from the size. I love the location, the skyliner access, the views, the dining. It just got this very, I keep calling it this comfortable elegance to it that I really, really enjoy. It feels like super fancy and it's, it's just, it just feels just like you're, I feel like I'm one of the elite. (laughs) It's a good feeling to have. So, all right. So, um, favorite park, not necessarily in Florida, but just Disney in general. Tokyo Disney Sea. Now, would you not put that up? Not even close. And you would, and that's above the Florida ones. That yeah, and, and Florida is my home, and I love Magic Kingdom dearly, but nothing compares to Disney Sea. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to get out there. I got to see those the ones in Asia. I mean, obviously, right now it's gonna have to wait, but those are like my bucket list items. Yeah. So, have you? And you know what? My other bucket list item, and I feel like you had to have been there. The original Club Thirty Three. I have been as a guest. Let me be clear. I am not a member. I have been there as a guest. How was it? It's cool, man. I mean, to to really, to be in a place, you know, for me, the impact was not, oh, this fancy, I don't, I'm not an exclusive club kind of guy. I'm not a country club dude. I'm not a Club mm-hmm. 33 guy. But because of the connection to Walt, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's me too. resonated with, yeah. To me, it's the history to, to be in a place where he sat and might have 
entertained yeah. world leaders and just to know that this is a place where he would, that was his, yep. like his restaurant type of thing. You know, to me, that's always like, I, they could fill me a, fill, they could feed me a grilled cheese sandwich and it would be the best grilled cheese sandwich just because of the experience of it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. So best or favorite, give me one table and one quick service. You know, I'm going to say the boathouse in Disney Springs, man. I, I love that place for all the reasons and quick service katsura grill in japan not necessarily because of the items on the menu it's just overall yes the food but the location and that outdoor seating area is my favorite place on property i've never tried katsura grill before so when, when you, you come down guess where we're going katsura grill there we go <laughs> all right so favorite disney snack it's the lamest answer in the world, man. But there's something about a popcorn bucket on Main Street, USA, that is just quintessential Disney. It's just, you know what it is? I, I, I agree. Because it's, again, to me, there's only so many ways you could do popcorn. But there's just something about that popcorn mm-hmm. that it just brings you back. Yep. You feel like you feel like you're 10 again in Disney. And the same thing I say about the churros. The churros, I can get a good churro everywhere. The churros in Disney, to me, it's just one of those things that's just like, just a... They taste better. Yeah, it just, better, yeah even, even if they don't really, in my head, they do. And that's all that matters, I guess, right? So... All right, so final two questions. And it's kind of like a, a part A, part B. So favorite Disney ride slash attraction and favorite Disney ride slash attraction queue line. Oh, great questions. The favorite attraction's really hard, man, because, and I know this is rapid fire, so I'm totally blowing your segment. Sorry. No, I blew before I, I sidetracked, but it's um, fun, Because there's ones that I, I love here, especially in, in World, because I have a, a, an emotional affinity for them, which is, I think, why we love Disney the way that we do. But again, not to sort of, you know, name drop the other parks. Some of the attractions overseas are remarkable. And I keep coming back to Mystic Manor in Hong Kong, not based on any sort of IP, a trackless ride system, incredible score, great technology, wonderful characters and storytelling. There's part of me that wishes it was here and part of me that's happy it, it only exists in one place. And did we also say the queue line there too? The queue line, yeah, the queue is great there too. As I'm sort of like quickly going through the parks in my mind's eye, I got to stop saying ones in Asia because, the, because, <laughs> because you know, some of the ones in, again, Tokyo Disney Sea are excellent. But even here domestically, you know, I, I'm going to, uh, gosh, I don't know. So, you know what? I, I think places like, so I think things like Rise of the Resistance, I, you can say the queue because I think the queue begins in the land itself. Yeah, I think your ride experience begins the second you step foot in Batu, and when you exit that attraction, the ride isn't over. It sort of just bleeds into it, and I think that that's brilliant storytelling. It's like the queue is the line. I mean, the queue is the yeah. ride to an extent. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. That's the one thing I think Disney does above any theme park, and because it's more than a theme park, Disney. But their queue lines really, for the most part, immerse you into whatever the ride's going to be, whether it's in Star Wars, uh, in Galaxy's Edge, or even um, Expedition Everest. I mean, you really, they give you this feeling and this vibe that you're really about to go in and see a Yeti in the mountains, you know? So um, they really do a great job with that kind of stuff. And I think mo- most places, it's one of the things that a lot of other places lack is being able to build this world around each attraction. That, that Disney can do. Yep, I agree. So, so I just want to say thank you for giving us a few moments of your time. Again, I, I feel like this is like Wayne's world and we're not worthy. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. Nah, listen. We're all, listen, we are all just Disney fans, like doing our thing, man, doing the stuff that we love. Well, take it from, I speak for myself and I'm sure I speak for a lot of other people's people's i can't even talk right people in my situation is we thank you very much for making this something that we get you help us with this vision of what this can be for all of us and we thank you for that oh that mean that means way more to me than than you might think it does so thank you for that thank you so much so again we're so glad you stopped by 
And uh, we'll definitely have to catch up at Ketsura Grill when I get down there. And um, I'll see you soon. Sounds good, brother. Thanks. Okay, that's going to bring us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute. So, uh, Dan, wait, let us know what's coming to Disney Plus this Friday, December 18th. Well, first we have Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 8. The Mandalorian and Grogu continue their adventure. Season finale, I believe, too. This is uh, really, really gives you a, a good description of what's going to happen. Well, the one thing we pride ourselves on, no spoilers, but this is the season exactly. finale. Hopefully things work out in the end. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, Episode 9 and 10. Episode 9 is Mickey and his friends plan a barbecue. Wrong time of year for that. But. <laughs> what? It's wrong time. Of, it's December. Yeah. Well, right. Mickey don't care. Neither do his friends. They're right. having a barbecue. What if they're in good, Florida? Good point. They probably are. Mm-hmm. Episode 10. Uh-oh. Donald and Daisy tell a small lie that becomes a big problem. Been there. Gadzooks. That dang duck. (laughs) And On Point, it's a six-part docuseries that takes you through a season at the School of American Ballet in New York City. Mm, Stephanie. Yeah, I know. I'm excited about this. The series follows students age 8 through 18 while they are pursuing their dreams of becoming professional ballet dancers. That's the one I showed you, right? Mm -hmm. We haven't watched it yet, but uh, Stephanie is a dancer, so she's got some feet in the game on this. What, what about you, Dan? <laughs> you ever danced? Have you ever did a like a ballet thing? What do they call that? A pirouette? Yes. Whoa! I know what I'm talking Good. about. Good. Good one. Next yeah. week, tune in for Gene wearing his tutu. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see me from the waist down. I'm actually wearing one right now. <laughs> you are wearing a tutu, not a one-one. <laughs> is that a dad joke? Was that like a? Is that a Stephanie dad joke about? <laughs> That's about actually ballet? a Steve Martin. Joke. Uh, it's probably I love Steve there. Martin. It's probably from Vaudeville. It's probably Buddy Hackett. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask my dad. Yeah. Shouts to my dad. Anyway. Yeah, right on, man. That's awesome. So, so what else we got? Into the woods. As a result of a curse, <laughs> a once beautiful witch, a baker, and his wife are childless. So three days before the blue moon, they venture into the forest. While trying to find ingredients to reverse the spell, they meet Cinderella. Little Red Riding Hood, Rapunzel, and Jack, each who are on a quest to fulfill a wish, and they all continue their adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of description. It yeah. was. I feel like it was really long, and a lot of people. Yeah. All right, so what, what do we got, Steph, coming to Disney Plus this Friday? What do we have? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Somebody wasn't was paying attention to the pre-production meeting. <laughs> I was just thinking of Into the Woods, and I love the Jack and the Okay, 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 here we go. Well, okay, when Into the Woods came out, my theater snob friends and I were like, oh, no, that's, like, going to be, like, cats. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. It was actually, like, a good movie. I just never saw it. Okay, Very Truth of the Maya. High-tech archaeologists look below Chitnitsa to see if there's a hidden underground cave like Maya legends say. Good pronunciation. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know if it's pronounced Chitnitsa, but it sounds good to me. It is because I looked it up. Very good. <laughs> yeah, so there, Gene. No, I love it. I did too. <laughs> you did? Of course. Did I say it right? Oh, I think- <laughs> so you get Chitnitsa right, but it took us three takes to get you to say Mayan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, correct. My, 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 yeah. Mayonnaise. My, my, yeah. Mayonnaise ruins. Mayonnaise. Okay. Disney Channel Holiday House Party. Whoop, whoop, whoop. 
The Disney Channel stars deliver a holiday sketch comedy show for kids and families remotely from their homes. Woohoo! I don't think I'll be tuning in. Goes along with those fireworks that you can watch from your room. Well, they got to do what they can. Very true. I think the kids will like it. I think so too. Yeah. We'll probably watch it. It'll be our favorite. Guys, I want to announce something. Oh boy. Oh no. Zoe came into the room. (gasps) Oh, excuse (laughs) me. She came in to say hello. I needed to just pet her for a minute. I'm sorry. I want to see her. Let me see. Let's move the thing a little bit. And. Oh, yeah, why, Zoe. honey? I don't want to be on camera. Oh, isn't she gorgeous? She's a she's a pretty pup. Yeah, that's my best. You know, it's my best friend. Hey. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Disney Parks Sunrise Series Season One, a collection of videos showcasing the Disney theme parks at sunrise. I love this. I so actually do I. too. I feel like it's either going to be. I can feel. I feel like I'm going to watch it and either be sorely disappointed or I'm going to watch it on loop. I can't tell yet. Yeah. I feel like I'm either going to love it or be like, oh, that was it. But i hoping that I love it because it sounds like such a cool idea. I think we're going to love it. Yeah, simple but awesome. So awesome. I don't even care if there's any dialogue. Any, Just show me the sunrises and the sunsets at these places, yes. man. That'll be just so cool in different settings of the parks. Yes. I'm very, very excited about this. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. I'm also excited about Eddie the Eagle. I don't know why. <laughs> An underdog ski jumper named Eddie Edwards tackles various challenges in order to become the first participant to represent Great Britain in Olympic ski jumping. They lost me at Eddie Edwards. Well, because I thought it was Eddie Izzard, you know, like when I first... Comedian? (laughs) Like, yeah, like... Is this real? I think it's a true story. Yeah, see, I thought... Now, was his birth... Yeah, but was his birth name Edward, and they just call him Eddie, or did they actually... Is on his birth certificate Eddie... Because, like, otherwise, is his name really Edward Edwards? Like, then it's Eddie Eagle Edwards. <laughs> Eddie Eagle Edwards? Yeah. I gotta be honest, I've never seen it. I've seen the, I know the movie, I just never seen it. I, it to me, it's, it seems boring. I'm open Kinda, to anything. Yeah. All right. So that brings it to me. And I have nothing. We're off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Okay, ready? So I have the Arendelle Castle Ulog. Celebrate the holidays with the Ulog from Anna and Elsa's newly decorated castle. Which I believe they had that last year too, didn't they? I, they did. Yeah. They did have that last year. So they're bringing that back. It's a good um, idea, but my question is, why don't they expand that to some other stuff like Mickey and Pluto in his home? And yeah. Chip and Dale. Yeah. You know, hey, like, I don't think, I don't, we used to have a channel called Music Choice. I don't know if you guys, if you guys have oh, that yeah. in, in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. They would have different U-logs. Like I remember the old school U-log that would be on when I was a kid where it was just the fireplace and you hear the crackling of the flame. Right. It was on WPIX 11, which was a New York station. Um, and they would just play the, the, it would be pretty much the same like music. It would be like a two hour loop and then it would just play for like hours. But then they came up with it where they had different settings. So they'd have the regular U-log and then they'd have like a snow setting where you'd hear like the snow, like that light of the snowfall in between songs. They sh- you're right. They should do something with some of the other characters, some of the other settings. Cause like this one's fine. It's great, but you're right. Let's let's up it a little bit. Let's do a couple other things where yeah. I think, yeah, we can kind of maybe the music be a little bit different, so you can get a little bit different feel each day. Play a different one, oh. you know. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, so what else we got? We got Dory's Reef Cam. Watch the aquatic wildlife from the world of D- Nemo and Dory. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Is that going to be just like a live video stream of what's going on in the tank? Oh, Next. I never thought of that. Where it's almost like more like just like a cool screensaver to look at. Your your right. on screen aquarium. Yeah. No reason right. to buy my goldfish now. No, nah, I mean he's out. <laughs> See. Seems like Gene and Cheese It are uh, no need for Gene and Cheese It. So, right. but my question is here. This is like real 
aquatic wildlife. I believe, yes, it is. Now, what I think they should have done is in tradition of the Yule Log, done that, but just had it be the animated aquarium of Nemo and characters and such. Yeah. See, I need to be hired. Yeah, you do. I don't, I don't know why That's they haven't. That's a cool idea. I love that idea. Listening so they can hire Dan. Watch, we've had it for eight years. <laughs> Nobody watched it. We just got rid of it. <laughs> All right, so then we also have Wild Nordic. The wilderness from Norway, Finland, and Sweden are revealed from the skies above. Ooh. Okay, so joining us for this week's edition of the Disney Dollar Game, we have Luella. How are you doing, Luella? I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. So let us know a little bit about um, what you love so much about Disney and, and uh, where you're from. Okay, so um, my name's Luella, and I'm from Southern California. So I'm like a hop, skip, and a jump from Disneyland. And I, what I love about Disney or how it began is uh, my parents immigrated from the Philippines and one of their, when I was little, and one of their big dreams was to go to Disneyland because it was this magical place that they had no idea and have pictures of me and my mom at Disneyland. And so I know the love started early, but the actual real love started probably when I could remember going about like four or five. And we used to go quite often because we weren't that far. And so, um, and it just kind of built from there. And then being in Southern California, I have a lot of exposure to, uh, other aspects of Disney, the history, where Griffith Park, where it began. So I have a big, big love of Walt Disney and Walt Disney history. And that's that's, where that's awesome. So that could that could help you out this because these questions do get hard. <laughs> they're going to be about the parks. They're going to be about the movies. They're going to be about um, the characters, the dining. So any if you have any knowledge okay. about Disney World, that'll help. Exactly. Okay. You, have a, you do have some questions that take place down there. But good luck to you. And let me go over the rules real quick. It's 10 questions. You get the first question right, you move on to question two. You get the second question right, you move on to question three, so on and so forth. If you get to question 10 and you get the 10th question correct, you win a $25 Disney gift card and you have to have your answer in before the buzzer and you'll have 10 seconds from after I read the question to answer each question. As Great. I said, you got it? Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Confident? Uh, <laughs> Just I'm, say yeah. I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident. Okay. <laughs> now, the first few questions are easy, so don't get overconfident. Okay. All right? All okay. right. Tell me when you're ready and we'll start it up. Okay, ready. What is the name of Ariel's friend and guardian who is a crab in The Little Mermaid? Uh, Sebastian. All right. Question number two. Who is Mickey Mouse's girlfriend? Minnie Mouse. See, there you go. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. What color are Mickey Mouse's shoes? Mickey Mouse's shoes are yellow. Okay. <laughs> what kind of animals are Chip and Dale? Chip and Dale are chipmunks. All right. Okay. What was the name of the whale in Pinocchio? Monstro. Very good. All right, ready for another one? Yeah. How many rows of seats are there on the boats for It's a Small World in Magic Kingdom? Okay, this is just, I guess, I'm going to say six. Very good. Okay, ready? Okay. Okay, ready? Okay. In Beauty and the Beast, what was the name of Belle and Maurice's horse? Oh, God. Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> good try. Okay. Philippe. Oh, Philippe. Oh, it's one of those ones okay. that once you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a tough okay. break. We do enjoy having you on, and thank you so no much worries. for a listener. Yeah. Uh, as you know, there's always tons of ways to win prizes on our on our podcast. You have the Instagram giveaway we do every month for $150 gift cards. Uh, we have the, the giveaway we do with the sponsors. So there will be other opportunities. And when we start doing another casting for the next rounding of, of games in the new year, we will uh, we'll keep you in mind. We'll bring you back on, okay? Thank Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. Oh, great. We're glad, you ha- we're glad you're having a good time. I'm glad you're listening. And uh, thank, thank you so you. much for joining us, Luella. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
All right, so that's going to bring us to this week's Disney Topic Talk. And uh, we kind of don't have to have a specific topic. More, Let's just kind of go over the three-part series, the kickoff to the holiday season at Disney Springs, and just talk about Disney Springs and the holiday season and what we love about it and some of the stuff we look forward to every holiday season when we go to Disney and Disney Springs. You know, I, it, I love how they always change the menus. I mean, we heard from a lot of the, the chefs uh, through that series uh, about the menu changes and about some of the special additions that they make just for the, the season, the, the churro, the peppermint churro, uh, the cookies at Gideon's, which isn't in Disney Springs yet, but they'll be there soon. Uh, right now, he's still in Winter Park. Some of the specials they got going like at, at CityWorks with the, the, the gift card promotion that they're running. So they, they all got like these really cool things that they got going on right now. The decorations and everything else to bring Snope to, to Disney Springs. I think that all that stuff's really cool. But what about you, Dan? What, what do you have? To, what's some of your stuff with Disney Springs and the holidays that you love? I really like going to the Coke store during the holidays. It's a really good place for gifts. There's, a, there's so much there that you can't buy online. Which Tchotchkes, is- right? That's yep. true. Yep. Great stocking um, stuffers. I mm. just love the Coke stuff anyway. I'm a huge fan of the Santa Claus mm-hmm. Coca-Cola marketing scheme. I do. Oh, the bear? No, not the, I, the bear is fine, but that's not what I like. Class yeah. and the. I know you mean like the old school. The, I always think of Christmas. I think of Chris Coca-Cola at Christmas. I think of ask me the glass bottles. I yeah. never drink Coca-Cola out of yeah. a glass bottle any time of year other than like Christmas time. Yeah, yep. I also like just kind of sitting around Disney Springs during the holidays because mm-hmm. they have the music going. It's usually, you know, not super cold because we're in Florida. Yeah. And it's just the vibe. I mean, obviously not right now because of the pandemic, but previously it was just that old, almost old school vibe of mm-hmm. just Christmas shoppers. Yeah. And there's like all kinds of benches. You can just kind of sit down and just really take it in. And I always like that part too. And we always stay too late. Yeah, <laughs> we always yeah. are like in risk of not getting out of there. But I have a gripe. Oh, great! Oh boy, here we. It go. wouldn't be a show if no. there wasn't a gripe. Exactly. Here's, here's my gripe, and it kind of goes with the store in Disney World as well. But I really feel it's the one in Disney Springs is the Christmas store, Christmas shop. Mm. Because here's my gripe: I love it. I love that they have that all year round and I'm okay with the one in Disney world being kind of limited because of what it is, but it's more than one of magic kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel that if I'm going to that Christmas store in Disney Springs, they have to have more. Yeah. I, I, I need more than just ornaments. Otherwise it should just be called an ornament store because they could do so much more. And they, and they kind of did a long time ago. They had, you know, more of the puzzles and, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I just feel it should be more represented in other areas, not just the ornaments. Because I agree. I there's agree. a lot of people buying gifts. There's a lot of people wanting unique gifts. And I'm always let down now because I feel like every year it's more and more only ornaments. I kind of agree. I feel like you're right. Over the years, I feel like they have limited some of the stuff that they they sell. And you know what the other thing too is I feel like, and maybe it's me, maybe I just don't notice it. I feel like that you would think it's a Christmas store all year round. So it is kind of what it is. But I feel like once you get into the holiday season, I feel like they should do something even more spectacular. Right. And I feel like they miss the mark because they don't. I feel like it's, if you walk in in November, it's not really much different than if you walk in in June. Yeah. Exactly. And I, and I get like with merchandise for Christmas that it goes in and out. And I understand that, but I should definitely be able to find it and more during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my only gripe about it. I just wish it was, you know, it's like when you go to World of Disney, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's just overwhelming. There's all kinds of stuff in there. And I wish yeah. I had the same feeling when I went into the Christmas store. 
because I just I'm always let down. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not I'm not let down, but then again, I'm also not the Christmas crazed lunatic like yourself. Yes, like, that's true. I go in there and I'm in a good mood, you know, for the holidays. I just like I I feel like you're right. I feel like they don't have as much, and maybe it's just maybe it's just my memory. Maybe it's the same, and I just but I just remember it differently. I just look at it differently. But you're right. I feel like they don't have as much stuff as they used to have. Much more variation than they used to have way back when. And the other thing is, like, I feel like they don't, again, I'm sure they do. And maybe I'm just not, maybe it's just my own opinion. Maybe I'm not really, you know, I'm not seeing it. Maybe I'm biased. I just feel like they should do even more, though, in that store in Christ- yeah. for, for the holiday season. I feel like it should be even more Christmassy. I guess, I mean, how do you make it even more yeah. Christmassy? I guess. Maybe and it's not even shirts. No. Yeah, like, yeah, they got, like, yeah, you could put the holiday shirts in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different things you could do in there that I feel like that, that make it not just your typical June or May or July experience in that store. And I feel like you could go there any month of the year and it's the same thing, which is great. But I feel like, you know what, in December, they should do something even more spectacular. Yeah. And maybe they are, maybe I just, maybe I'm just being a prisoner of the moment. I didn't know, you know, I don't see it, but at I the think same- that, yeah, I think if you're going there in November, December, you should get the full layout yeah. and then you can pull it out of there. Cause obviously the merchandise can't sit there for a year. I, I get it, but I, I want it all. <laughs> it should be the equivalent of world of Disney as Christmas. Yeah. You know what? Love it. Back, and you know, not. but, but yeah, it's the same concept. Cause when you go into world of Disney, you're like, Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> I like the Christmas tree stroll. Right outside, yes. uh, yeah. yeah, right outside of, of the Christmas shop. And I also like the, the stilt walkers, the, the little entertain, you know, the different entertainment that they have during the holidays. But I really, <laughs> really like the Christmas tree stroll. Okay. I do too. And I was so afraid they weren't going to do it this year. And I'm glad I they, I, and not that it matters for me because I'm not going to be there to partake and, and, and see it. But I'm just glad that for whoever is there that they they kept it going because I feel like that's one of the more underrated things. I think a lot of people don't even – I feel like there's a lot of people don't even know because I'll, I'll talk to people about it. And they're like, oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, you got to check really? it out. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's I feel like it's very under – not underproduced, under-advertised. Uh, I feel like they don't do enough of getting the word out about it. I feel like unless you're there yeah. and you see it, you don't really hear about it anywhere. So unless you happen to be there – because that's the only reason – to be honest, the first time I ever noticed it was a few years ago when I was there. So I don't even know how long they've been doing it. So I only noticed it for like the first time when I happened to be there. I don't remember ever hearing about it. And I feel like it's the same thing. Whenever I tell anybody about it, I always thought maybe I just happened to miss out on it and everybody else knew about it. So I just, I just don't think they do enough to let people know. Like you guys are always there around the time. Well, and it's guys, not like it's a hub either. You know, it's on an yeah. entrance. So if yeah. you don't come in that way, which a lot of people don't come in that way. Well, you don't, you can't. You, you can miss it. Now you can't. Disney Springs is so huge. You know, yeah. you might not go that far. The yeah, it's only on the other side. It's, it's the yeah. original entrance, right? Is that what the original entrance was? Yeah, it's the original yeah. entrance. Now you got to go through like right in the middle because you got to yeah. get um, temperature checked and stuff. So Gene. Yeah, what's up? What's your favorite part about Disney Springs and the holidays? I'd say mid-January when it's over. What? I'm kidding, Dan. I'm kidding, Dan. Oh, oh please. I, that just I, took place of I, him. I'll tell you what. I'll give Dan one guess to let, and ask him what's my favorite part about Disney Springs and the holidays. The unique mm-hmm. holiday food items. Yes. <laughs> We're just wow. the specials. And I just are keeling over. They're so shocked. I love food, man. 
Yeah. Um, I love the decorations with Disney Springs. I just feel like, even though it's not cold, I feel like it still feels like Christmas. Like I feel like you go yeah. anywhere else in a warm weather climate, it's not really going to feel the same as it is for in New York or for you guys in Minnesota. I'm sure that that that, that Christmas vibe, just because of the weather is cold. Actually, like, yeah. So I feel like Disney Springs does a great job of making you still realize it's Christmas, even though it's warm. I feel like yeah. you're kind mm-hmm. of walking in a Hallmark movie over there. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, that's a good point, man. No. With the above. I'm going to be honest. I've maybe have maybe 15 minutes worth of, of Hallmark movie experience in my whole lifetime. I know you're the Hallmark movie king. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dan loves himself a good Hallmark movie. I do. So back to just that uh, churro. Is that new this year or have they had that before? The I think they've had it before, but it's only seasonal. But it sounds great. I would love to try it. And I wish I was, I was in the springs this holiday season to try it. Like I um, said, people, I've never tried a churro. You got to at least try the regular churro first. And oh, then, no. you know what they have too? And we talked about it is that, that Fruity Pebbles churro. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's- if you love Fruity Pebbles even a little bit, yeah. um, that Fruity Pebbles churro is like no joke. Yep. Is that all the time? That's all the time. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's part of the regular menu. That's part of the so regular. How do they get that on there? They dip it in something or what? Yeah, they just they have like a they have like the loose like cereal and they just kind of roll it in the cereal. And they say when they open up, she was saying when they Yeah. Open up the- you can smell it throughout the whole Yeah. Thing. Yum. The one sunshine churro is across is right across the way from Ghirardelli's and I love the Ghirardelli hot fudge sundae which again I'll get that all year round too because who's not going to go to Ghirardelli when you walk by the only problem with Ghirardelli you know the only problem I have with Ghirardelli is that sometimes the line is so long Mm -hmm. you just I'm like I can't wait that long for it but if it's ever like if it's not long I could be not even in the mood for ice cream but when it's not long I like I gotta go now because I might not have another chance to go to Ghirardelli's you know because the had ice cream there I love it I love it and they're hot chocolate. The hot chocolate is yeah. Again, it's never cold in Florida, <laughs> but the hot chocolate is one of the things too that I wouldn't get when I'm there at another time of year. But I'll get when I'm there around the holiday time. You know, it's stuff. A lot of stuff that they sell all year round, all these places. But mm-hmm. I only experience it certain yeah. times of year just because it's part of my vibe. So yeah, I mean, I just again, I just love to eat, man. Me too. I just love to eat, and I love the decorations. I love the Christmas tree, the, the, the Christmas tree stroll. The, the whole Disney World is great during the holidays, but you know, I think each place. Does its own thing differently. Like, you know, you have that magical Christmas at Magic Kingdom. Uh, you have like that international kind of Christmas vibe at Epcot. Hollywood Studios gives you almost like an old, like an old school look to certain parts of it, I feel. Yeah. The thing I'll say about Springs, though, is if anyone's out there listening that hasn't gone before, don't underestimate how much is there. Really give yourself some time there because that usually was always the biggest problem for me and Steph is we just didn't have enough time to see what we wanted to do. And you kind of discover as you... Mm-hmm. As- Go and it's really a lot of cool things and it's mm-hmm. it's surprising how big it is yeah, yeah especially where it came from yeah all right so i guess that'll do it for today it looks like we'll be back next week and we'll be back with the full cast by next week we'll be back with uh joey and sam and a uh, shocky won't be back next week but Isn't angelique on next week angelique i don't know yet i gotta see what her class schedule is but brad and tiffany might be here next week but i know jo- i know joey and sam will be here so that's cool. Um, so yeah, before we get out of here, let's give a bunch of thank yous. We want to thank our sponsor this week, Ellie May Craft Company. Remember, you can check them out on Instagram and they are at Ellie Mays Craft Co. And you can find them on Etsy at elliemayscraftco.etsy.com. So check them out. Thank them very much for sponsoring today. We also want to have a super, super thank you for Lumangelo for joining us today. And also remind everyone, and we want to send a big, big thank you to Lumangelo, the godfather, for 
stopping in and talking to us for a little bit. And also to remind everyone, go out and get that book, The Disney Interviews, Volume 1. He interviews a lot of Disney legends in there. He's going to have Marty Sklar, who is one of my favorite all-time Disney engineers. He also has Julie Andrews in that. So he's uh, it's, it's a really cool book. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but I would say definitely check it out. And then you guys out there, if you haven't gotten it yet, if you're a Disney lover, go out and get that book. It's a really cool book and a really cool read and very interesting and informative. And just hearing that Disney history, it's just awesome. Also, happy Hanukkah to everybody out there. Everyone's celebrating Hanukkah. And so in celebration of Hanukkah, I got a question for you, Dan. How does Moses make his coffee? <sighs> How? He brews it. Oh, boy. Oh. I you get it? I went a mile away. Yeah, I know. He did. You were right. Yep. He brews it. Right. Anyway, so happy Hanukkah to everybody out there celebrating Hanukkah. Uh, we also want to say happy birthday to Bridget. Her birthday was on the 12th. Um, and to let everybody know, Bridget, who everybody knows from the cast, she hasn't been on in a little while. She has a candle company, everybody knows, Starlight Candles. Uh, she is doing really well at the candle company, and she has no time left for our little podcast. So she's actually moving on. So I just want to send her out a shout out and wish her luck in the future. And um, have, you know, obviously, we'll have her back on from time to time, but she is no longer going to be a regular member of the podcast. So she will be missed, but she's going on to bigger and better things with her candle company. So let's... Uh, say good luck to Bridget and happy birthday. And then also tomorrow, Dan, is your birthday. It is. Happy yes, birthday. Is. I'm sure everyone will be celebrating. <laughs> I know. I am already, I'm already, I got my shots already lined up. Yep. Well, midnight tonight, buddy. Well, you know, you gave me that country bear ornament. Everything is fine. How is that ornament, by the way? It's I'm glad so you- awesome. It's, it's right there. Big Al cookie jar. There you go. Yeah, I guess that'll that'll do it for today, guys. And again, you know, thank you for everyone stopping by today. Happy birthday to Dan. Happy Hanukkah to everybody celebrating in the Jewish faith. Congratulations to Bridget for um, moving on to some cool stuff and good luck to her. And uh, I guess that'll do it, guys. Well, it's been so. fun. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to check out uh, check out our stuff on Instagram, Rock and Roll DW. Definitely got some uh, good stuff. We got a waffle video up there. We need some more. We need some holiday videos from you guys. We need yeah. some holiday stuff. I know. Yeah, I'll come up with something. Do. Please do. But I have a okay. week off coming up in two weeks, so that should definitely produce something. I hope to see seven new videos. You have seven days. Exactly. I want to see seven new videos. Yes. Which isn't the real that thing. Could be. That's a good idea. I love it. I like it. Done. Well, have a merry rip roaring day from Rock and Roll DW. Thanks for stopping by. Later, guys. All right. And everyone out there, have a great today, a better tomorrow, and we will see you next week. 